Oh, I hate all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brews and Bruins. This is Season 4, Episode 21, uh, sponsored by DraftKings. We are uh, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast, presented by Bruins Diehards, Pride Diehards. I'm Drew, we got Cam, we got Kat, we got Chris, um, and we got some celebrating to do on a lot of fronts uh, in terms of the Bruins. Um, but first, before we get to that, how are you guys doing, and... Got anything to drink? I see Cam. See Cam pouring something. There. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the vibe would be like, but then I thought if we surpassed David Krejci's 1,000 game without somebody toasting, it was going to be a problem. So, uh, upon this rock, I shall drink my drink. Uh, doing well though. I yesterday was a recovery day. I don't know. Drew and I were at the uh, the Bruins Leafs game on Saturday. That turned out to be like probably the best game of the season so far, and. I wasn't so much hungover the next morning, despite we did we got out there pretty good, respectfully. Um, we made some some friends before the game uh, from Saskatchewan or something oh. like that. We can get to that in a few minutes here, but um, it was more just I think the whole experience just took it out of me, and I felt like a walking zombie yesterday. I don't know about you, Drew. So recovering, got the day off. Yeah. Uh, today I'm feeling a lot more better, closer to 100, um, percent but certainly worth it. Yeah, I, I was. I realized I was hungover yesterday when we got in the car and started driving, and I couldn't turn the music volume up beyond four. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's when I was like, "Okay, all right, I am indeed hungover." Yeah. I tried to deny it for a bit. <laughs> well worth it. Well worth it. Uh, How's life out in Cali? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, during that game, I was drinking tea, and during this podcast, I am drinking tea. Hey. Um, could we, use some for my larynx after that. I had some beers in between, but you know, it's it's still it's not morning, but it's still like what early afternoon for us. So I think we also don't have any beer in the house right now. We have one seltzer, I think. Oh, I also have some tea. I got some uh, half and half iced tea lemonade. Arnold Palmer drinkability thirty seven, tasteability thirty seven. Love that. Yeah, I've got myself a, a Lipton with some uh, Italian sweet cream creamer um, that I stole from my lovely fiance here. <laughs> I'm drinking Stunt. coffee. It's been a like historically rainy here for the last couple days. Like the hammering that LA got, ours isn't quite as bad, but it's been. It was it was an adventure driving home from work on Saturday. Um, and so yesterday we took it kind of easy and didn't want to we went out to Costco on a necessary run but didn't do any additional like beer shopping um because we didn't want to go outside because it's gross and nobody here knows how to drive in the rain so and the roads just the roads here are not built for it so you'll see people go through an intersection and just like dip down into just like a cavern of water no so. cars like caulking the wagon like fucking Oregon Trail. At least the it's, video game. I don't know. Really how much. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been it's been something. 
Um, I guess I'll do our only review here then. I was trying to get a read before the show of like, or I was going to text, like, is anybody else drinking? Because I was also at coffee about 30 minutes ago, Cat, I just made the immediate turn to hard seltzer. Uh, so I'm drinking. I, I did decide to keep it light, though. This is a wild main hard seltzer. Um, it's brewed in Orono. I think it's brewed by, I don't know, maybe, I guess it says wild main hard seltzer company. So maybe it's separate from Orono Brewing, but um local brand obviously seltzer vodka water all that good stuff uh, mango pineapple checking in at five percent i like these because they're not like super sweet i do like some of the you know like high noons and stuff is good but sometimes you're just not really looking for that sort of thing um so a nice kind of more traditional like tastes like an actual seltzer kind of drink here because of that drinkability the 28 pretty good uh tasteability say like a 10 but it's a pleasant 10 so yeah shouts to wild May. they have some good other flavors too i like a, i think they have like a blueberry lemon one they or something sure like do. that I, really really good i looked them up um they are technically made by arona brewing but they, they are their own okay. separate llc like, kind of thing yeah so it's like they have their own llc guys wild main hard seltzer but then when you look like at an actual review of it it is by Brewing, so they're uh, they were a monopoly and they got broken up <laughs> yeah, they yeah. trust. and like the <laughs> like most u.s monopolies they just are still operating under different titles it's good um but yeah no if you're uh, if you're in new england i'm not really sure how far they distribute out because i've never seen anything they make it down new. to mass they make it down to do mass that okay so yeah you could probably i think i may have actually seen them at fenway last year maybe i'm making that up now but um they are very good so Definitely check them out if you're if you're in the area or or not, and you see them anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go right into the Bruins talk here. I think maybe maybe let's go in order. Let's hit the Leafs game, and then we can talk about one Cray, one K Rachi. Um, speaking of which, I just got that pun like during the game. Um, <laughs> but but. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Bruins played the Leafs. Cam and I were fortunate enough to go. Um, what a just a what a game! It was playoff atmosphere in the garden for sure. For that one, it was. And, uh, and we got that energy started nice and early, too. Drew, we were down about 45 minutes for puck drop, uh, in North Station at one of the bars. And Drew and I were trying to slam a couple before we got into the garden because you know we only had so many limbs to sell off for a drink, so uh, we had to make sure we rationed once we got in the door. but um, we were downstairs, you know, minding our own business. Drew was wearing uh, his uh, Mark Recchi jersey. Much respect there. Mm -hmm. uh, I was wearing the, the Bruce and Bruins hoodie. And we were joined by a nice... No, no respect there. <laughs> very, very sloshed Toronto Maple Leafs fan in an Austin Matthews jersey who greeted us by walking up and saying, Oh, I hate all you motherfuckers. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's going to work out well for you tonight, buddy. Uh, and we ended up chatting with him. He was a pretty nice guy. Uh, he was definitely hammered. It was a oh, bold strategy yeah. of just walking up and telling people he hated him in Bruins jerseys because, you know, I mean, like, we were nice, but other people, I'm sure, were going to be less forgiving than that. So, um, but we had a nice little chat with him. He ended up, he was like, after two minutes, he was like, you know, I fucking hate you guys, but but you guys, you guys seem different. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> yeah, man, thanks. And he goes, who's who's your favorite fucking Bruin anyway? And I was just like, um, probably Patrice Bergeron. He's like, all right, yeah, actually, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can't talk shit about Bergeron. 
Um, but he was a nice guy. I asked him where he was from. I was like, oh, are you from Toronto? He's like, nah, man, I'm from fucking Saskatchewan. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. You really got the haul down here then. Um, and then uh, after a couple minutes of him telling us once again, reiterating that he hates, quote, all of us motherfuckers, um, he moved on. Uh, he somehow got like half of a or like a third of a cup of a plastic cup of vodka. Not really sure where it came from. And he was just trying to offer it to everyone. It was a bold strategy. He was like, hey, fuck you, but you want this vodka? And most of the people were like, no. And then one guy, of course, <laughs> said, hell yeah, man, just ripped it. Um, so anyway, you could tell like an hour before puck drop, it was going to be a good one. It was gonna perfect be vibes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I love Saskatchewan fans because the whole group of Rough Riders, which is their CFL team, they come down to Arizona during like the February, March-ish months, depending on the time of year. There's like a whole group of them who would come down, stay in Glendale and go to like a bunch of Coyotes games in their Saskatchewan Rough Riders like green apparel. So they weren't even dressed for like another hockey team. They just came down as the Rough Riders crew and like would just fill up an entire section of the arena and <laughs> like a standing ticket agreement with the team for it. And I'm always really nice, but like they're the most Canadian of Canadians. Like people from Saskatchewan, like cannot hide it. And do, do they all walk around with a boombox just playing Rough Riders Anthem on repeat? Oh buddy, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, they're like I I loved when they would come into town. They're they're delightful, but like I, I can see them just being absolutely hammered at a Bruins game and I wouldn't trust that that was vodka, honestly. I the yeah. first thing I did was sniff it and it was definitely vodka. I was okay. which probably wasn't the smartest move either, but I was like, all right, mm -hmm. let's see. This looks like water and then I was like, oh no, that's definitely vodka. It's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Never, never trust a stranger, especially in a Leafs jersey when he's hammered. No, um, that's, that's an emphasis on that. Uh, but the game itself was pretty good, pretty back and forth. Um, and I mean, when Grizzly scored that, what, what was it? it was a minute and 16 minute 17 left in the game when he scored um, the guys, the three people next to us missed every single Bruins goal. Or I think I think one of them missed every single one. Two yeah. of them missed uh, all like three. The first three of them. Um, Did you find out where they were? They just kept coming back with beers. So yeah. like, unless they were like a member of like a club or something at the garden, then they were just at the concession stand. Yeah, like, I don't know. The time. Yeah, they were and, hammering them by and the third goal they missed we cam and i kept going like no 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 no, no. yeah you can't i was getting pissed go at back, some point go. i was like you need to go, go back away yeah right. but then he came back with a beer and he was like you want this and i was like all right you can stay <laughs> so, you can yeah. trust a bruins fan with a beer yes i know that's what i'm saying we've, we've got those kind of faces we're just very friendly we were also sitting next to a girl who claimed to be a bruins and maple Leafs fan and i was like look that was not the time for this but like at some point we're gonna have to have a chat um, I guess I guess she, she, she was nice from though, so. she was from Toronto, but then grew up like in the Boston area. So I think I guess that's how. But like, still, still, that's a little. I difficult. mean, some of us are given Leafs jerseys as children, and then decide we like the Bruins instead. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge her too hard. I don't have a Johnny Bauer figurine in our office right now. So oh, did you uh, did you ever mention on the podcast what my dad no. got you for Christmas? So Chris's dad is. <laughs> 
the goat. Uh, no disrespect to my dad, but and so for Christmas each year, he's gotten me just like the coolest little hockey gifts. Um, like last year, he got me a very cool little goalie necklace that looks like very classy and delicate. So like, I'm not ashamed to say I've worn it to weddings. Um, <laughs> when people look closer and they're like, is that a goalie? Um, and this year he got me a signed uh, Cheever card, which is oh, nice. just the coolest shit ever. And it's Gary well, Cheevers, right, Chris? Uh, right, Cam? Hey, you know what? We took this. We already had this last episode. You can go yeah, back. Gary, it's like, Gary, it's like a once per season kind of roast now. You know, it's all right. Giordano. Um, no, it it was very cool, and he always like gives it. He always gives me my gift with like less than zero fanfare because Chris's dad does not like holidays. Um, and so he just like very quietly handed it over and was like, I just saw this thought it was pretty cool and i pulled it out and i was like this is the coolest thing ever because <laughs> i my johnny bauer figurine is also signed and that was given to me right after johnny bauer passed and so now i have the two of them sitting next to each other next to a little picture of baby Catherine and her first ever leafs jersey which is fine put a picture of Isabel in her first Bruins jersey next to it to balance it out and all will be right with the world. And, and wait, who are we, uh, why are we talking shit about this girl being a Leafs and Bruins fan when we have Drew on this podcast? Hey, hey, hey. Also, that was escalated. I wouldn't say I was talking shit. I was just bringing up the fact that it was unusual. Um, but of course, yes, Drew is, is the primary offender here. Uh, I guess I'll never <laughs> let that down. Uh, but, but you know what? Won't let you down. DraftKings, the NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can feel the sweat. And take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round to get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, I, I kind of sensed we were we were off the Leafs game talk to that, and felt that was a DraftKings was a worthy transition to the king, the king of the day, David Krejci, with his one K, Krejci, uh, his thousand thousandth game. Seriously, I just I just figured that out during the game when they were kept like the Bruins kept tweeting out one Krejci, and I was like, what? Um, if I finally got it once I saw a graphic that emphasized the one K in it. But uh, David that was Krejci. the one Sean made, probably. I <laughs> was <laughs> yeah, our own graphic. Yeah. This was the most bold in the Bruce news. It was Sean well done. Sean. I actually, I was very impressed by it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Krejci had a thousand games. I, I mean, what can you guys say just about about David Krejci and watching him all this time? That the thousandth game kind of snuck up on me. I didn't really realize it until someone tweeted out uh, during the Leafs game that was his 999th game. I was like, wow, really? We're at a thousand? Jesus. Um, but great, great guy. He's a great guy. 
<laughs> one of the most clutch playoff performers for the Bruins. Yeah. Um, I no, go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like it's so rare for like athletes to get like a true appreciated encore in their career. Like you get guys on retiring and pulling Brett Favre's, and at some point it just feels like you don't really need them there anymore. Um, but this does feel like we're getting just like the gravy with David Krejci's career. Like he he totally could have called it and gone to Czechia and you know played a couple seasons there and hung him up and been like an all time Bruins great for just everything he did to really anchor this team. I mean, obviously you look back at like the 2010 early. 2020s Bruins now and it's like it's your Patrice Bergeron's and Zidane Ochara's and Tuka Rask and Tim Thomas and all that but you really really can't go without saying David Krejci too he's he was as important to to those teams as any of those guys just keeping not only just like in in you know the 2011 cup run and and the, the years that they did really well but even just in their off years giving them enough of a stable presence despite having some kind of ridiculous wingers over the years to let them really continue to try to compete and, and keep this team at a, at a playoff level for so long. And um, to see him back here doing it again. And I mean, obviously in, in fitting honor tonight was, was amazing, but just the whole, the whole treat of this year, I feel like the David Krejci celebration has to kind of extend on and it. It feels right that we're kind of getting him and Bergeron. And I don't know who knows what's going to happen after this season, but um, it feels like we're kind of getting their both both of their last hurrahs kind of this this season so i feel like it's fitting that they're gonna go out together hopefully i i do think it's very funny that uh he he came back to sort of on the unspoken condition that he would get to play with david posternock um last week obviously they had things shuffled around a little bit um pasta was playing with bergeron and marchand again um, I would like to point out that this week I uh, am sitting 10th out of 12 in our fantasy league. Drew is sitting 11th out of 12. Um, last week, David Krejci had zero goals, zero assists, uh, no power play points, three cumulative shots on goal. They put him back with Pasternak today to start off my uh, matchup against Drew, who has Krejci and... Uh, he got three assists, a plus four, and four shots on goal. Um, I love his that he just elevated his game once he got to play with his buddy again. Um, yeah, he purposely tanked, not with him, to force them absolutely to play. tanked my matchup against you just right from the get go. That's going to be a real hard hole to dig myself out from. Um, so I appreciate that from him. I uh, appreciate that from John Montgomery, too. Jim. Jim. Jay, John Jacob, Jim Montgomery. Montgomery. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love David Krejci. I don't think that's a secret here. Um, him playing a thousand games uh, does not. Uh, what's greater than infinity? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I love that in classic David Krejci fashion, he had three assists in his thousandth game, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll. I, I'm guessing we'll talk about this after, but the the Zaka game immediately after signing that extension, and not in any small part due to David Krejci playing with him as well. Um, I think a lot of that is a result of you know David Krejci being there and being able to kind of take Zaka under his wing. Very similar type of player. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we're. Uh, 
Krejci's always been a pretty streaky player. Uh, obviously, Cat uh, mentioned last week he didn't do a whole lot. Um, this week, doing a whole lot already. Um, and, but overall, on the season, he's been, you know, a little bit under a point a game. And but I mean, what what are you expecting from David Krejci? He's on he's on pace for twenty ish goals. Have forty five. 50 assists who knows um mm-hmm. that's just that's a good season that's a that's a good season for anyone yeah 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 i will say um i was a little bit underwhelmed today i mean don't get me wrong i thought the defense really you know stepped up held the eagles to you know nothing there good good strong offense but uh for the for the new england offense to score just one touchdown for david Krejci's thousandth game i thought they really could have honored him a little bit more than that so uh, just, <laughs> just the six nothing could have been yeah, a little better 60 going uh, yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> we got to get lancy to track our dad jokes per 60 stats and see <laughs> but yeah um, moving along, you mentioned Zaka, Chris, uh, signed to a four year deal, 4.75 million. Um, just to, like personal. Well, actually, when we heard about that deal, we were in, uh, we were in Sully's cam and I, after the game, having a, a beer while we waited for um, oh, yeah. our train and someone announced it like right next to us. I was like, no way. Hell yeah. And he like looked at me weird. Like it was a horrible sighting. <laughs> um, that is a stellar signing, especially if you consider that Zaka is going to be in your top six for the foreseeable future. Um, and maybe even taking over one of those center positions once Bergeron and Krejci are out. Um, and he's already played well. And then he plays a game like he does today. Um, obviously you can't expect that every single night for him to, you know, be putting up points like that or to be taking wild slap shots that send him sliding to the ice. Um, but I, I think that is a really stellar signing when you consider that he he can slot in at any position, right wing, left wing, center, uh, and he's probably going to have to play center. Yeah, you can play goalie too. Why not? Oh, you get Olmark and Swayman injured. He's he's the next man up there. He's the bug. But yeah, I just think that's a that's a really really solid signing. Um, just considering that he is going to be in this top six for the next four years, and to get him at that price. Uh, that's a bargain. Look, inflation is sky high right now. They got him for well below market rate when you consider the way that things are trending. No, I think it's I think it's a really good deal. Um, you could probably find someone comparable on the free agent market for that price, but it would be a bit of a question mark, and it would probably be someone older. Um, and that's that's a big part of it for me is he's young. Mm-hmm. You have someone who, like you said, for the foreseeable future, and it's not the foreseeable future with like a high likelihood of decline. It's the foreseeable future where like he's technically in the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. So getting someone during their best years for essentially under five mil per is fantastic. Yeah, if you put it in the context of what Charlie Coyle was paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I think also kind of a similar player at the time, but also was older when he got that contract. Mm-hmm. So I think he was like 27 or 28 when they signed that. Um, and uh, I mean, Zaka already showing that he can be a really good defensive player, can play all three positions, like you mentioned, Drew, um, and has that playmaking game and that he showed off 
uh, on that first Pasternak goal. Um, and I mean, the big worry with him is that he can't hit the broadside of a barn with a shot. Um, <laughs> he had a couple of times this season missed wide open nets, but it was really nice to see him just absolutely plant one today. Um, the, the, I think the narrative that guys playing in their contract year are always going to put up big numbers because, you know, they're extra motivated is a little iffy because, you know, some guys need that security. They want to, they want to know where they're going to be and playing with that added pressure sometimes isn't the best thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes you grip your stick a little tighter sometimes. And I mean, a guy like Pasternak, I don't think he's playing uh, extra well because he wants to say fuck you to the Bruins. But I mean, (laughs) Some guys do that as well. It's just, uh, I mean, I think he's just a really talented player. But um, I mean, these guys want to win. They're not going to, that's what I always find so weird is when they're like, oh, this guy's not going to try as hard once he once he's signed his contract. They still want to win. They're not going to say, oh, I, I got my money. I'm, I'm done playing. <laughs> it's a weird narrative that I don't fully understand from anyone who's ever played a sport i don't see how anyone would have that mentality there yeah, but it's just a big lack of understanding about an athlete's mentality of like you don't get yeah. that level without wanting to needing to win <laughs> I, do, I do think this is a smart time to be making that deal though because yeah if you kind of see like okay this is what we're gonna do with the lineup going forward like we tried it out with pasta on the top line obviously it works but i think when Jake DeBrus comes back, like that's gonna be the top line, and you can have that check line as the second line. Zaka obviously flourishes there. There's a possibility that he kind of has like that point explosion going forward, and I mean, not necessarily <laughs> expecting it to happen immediately in the game after you sign that contract, but I mean, there's a world in which he has like a 55, 60 point season by the end of the year, and you're like, oh. Well, he knows what's going on here. He knows yeah. two older Bruins centers that, you know, who knows who's coming back between the two of them. And they need some security there. He's He knows what the free agent market's going to look like, or at least his agent does. And, you know, there's a, there's a world in which that becomes a $6 million contract. And I think signing that... That's, that's what Taylor Hall is signed for. And I don't think that one contract that's not panning out necessarily means that that should be the contract that everything is based on but I would argue that Pavel Zaka has been a more valuable player for the Bruins this year than Taylor Hall uh, for large stretches Um, and I know that because Taylor Hall's on my fantasy team (laughs) (laughs) he's done jack all for me Um, yeah he's been very hot and cold he's been been streaky pretty pretty frustrating to watch um but yeah, I think you when you can get a young player for that kind of deal, uh, it's worth signing them, especially for, I mean, four years is, I think, a perfect contract length. It's not mm-hmm. so short that if he becomes, like, if he really flourishes in the next year or two here, you know, if he does have that 55, 60 point season, that becomes, like you said, a six or $7 million deal. Um, but it's also not like, it's not like the Cal Yarncroft deal that was what, like seven or eight years 
at a lower price that very clearly did not work out the way it intended to. So you're not anchoring yourself to someone who essentially is a middle six guy if he does fall off. So yeah, and it's kind of a win-win at the. Like I'm just looking up, he's 25 years old. That's that's a win-win for the team and for the player because when he comes off that deal, he's he's what, a 29 year old UFA, like 30 because it starts oh, next yeah, that's year. True. But I mean, that's an age where you can get paid out for five, six years um, if if that original deal goes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got nothing to add. You guys hit all the boxes. I, I feel like for a GM who, who catches probably more heat than he should, uh, Don Sweeney makes a lot of deals that are pretty smart. Mitchell Miller notwithstanding. Uh, yeah. We talked about that with Court a couple weeks ago, and of course we're not in the building, but we were hypothesizing that that reeked of my namesake Cam Neely probably more than Sweeney. <laughs> um, but again, having asterisk that because none of us are in the room for those conversations. So yeah, and not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt there either. Just yeah, <laughs> agreed, agreed. But um, I don't think Cam Neely was there being like, "You're fired if you don't sign this deal." <laughs> well, in the words of Nick Foligno. So you're telling me I should just go fucking pound his face in? <laughs> <laughs> That's Best what Sweeney my... said to Sweeney when they, they told him they were signing him. So you're telling me I should just go fucking pound his face? <laughs> yeah. Best hot mic of the season right yeah, there. That's good. That's very good. And also the name of the episode. I had to I had to like force it in somewhere so that we could <laughs> actually make it the episode title with it making sense. But for anyone who didn't watch the game, Felino got like an extra two for cross-checking and a little a little scrum with whoever the fuck it was and uh Travis Connecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who had a really rough game just in terms yeah. of getting tossed around. <laughs> like, really definitely did. one of those times should have been a penalty. I don't think it should have been the Felino situation per se, but uh, just kept sliding right into the boards going down hard. Yeah. I mean he's the he's the king of running his mouth. Um mm-hmm. But I think he got goaded a little too much in this game and it threw him off his game and he looked incredibly ineffective. That's that's um, goaded with a D, not with Yeah. A D. <laughs> got goated. <laughs> no. Um the Flyers got goated. We're gonna, gonna real yeah. Z podcast going, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was goaded, but then you know, he took a real hard slam into the wall. Is so. that a boot? Can we can we reverse goat? Yeah, it's a, it's a Gen Z thing. Yikes. <laughs> it means he was uh, crowned the goat. Getting Lionel Messi. Um, it was hilarious watching uh, like the Flyers try to pull off like, you know, off the rope flying elbows and like just they, they was just headhunting for the last like 15 minutes of that game and just still continuously being scored on. <laughs> like it just it was it was pleasing. It was pleasing. But um, you guys want to get to this listener question? It's really it's something. I would love okay. to. Oh. Okay. So this was asked 12 days ago in typical fashion. I, somebody's got to remind me to check. You know, I'm like working. To, I just don't think you to check the messages, but I need to. Anyway, uh, here's here's proof that I need to more. Comes from Matt Bray. Says, hey, everyone. My name is Matt. I'm from Salt Lake City, and obviously I'm a massive Bruins fan, parentheses, and beer fan. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now, and I love it. Thanks, Matt. As I was listening to one of your more recent episodes, someone mentioned that Cam had been fired. 
I thought maybe it was a joke or a slip up in some way, but now I'm noticing that you guys haven't been releasing episodes, which is a huge bummer. I was very much looking forward to a post-winter classic episode. Is everything all right over there with Bruise and Bruins signed Matt? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's a that's that's a long time running joke. There was a period of time where Cam uh had some work scheduling issues where we just could not there there was no way we could make it work where Cam could be on the podcast twice a week. I think I ended up on the podcast more than Cam during that that show. Yeah. And so we just kind of joked around that Cam had been fired. Um, so now every time Cam can't make an episode, we just kind of drop in like Cam's been fired. Uh, so don't worry, Matt. <laughs> the, uh, the lack of uh, releasing episodes was more of a, a holiday thing, I think. I think yeah, it was, it was more yeah. of a holiday thing. Yeah, we uh, we were all doing things. Uh, a couple of us were getting engaged. Congrats, Drew and Cam. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's fired from the pod but not the from my heart yeah good question i did love it i thought of somebody fired. being like shit wait i thought they were kidding but no i'm not seeing anything happening anymore i, cam I think more like cam has been fired scam has been out here scam has been <laughs> i think i'm surprised that's the first time anyone's asked us is everything okay at bruce and bruce <laughs> no, no <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that there. question though because i feel like we need it yeah cam was fired but no cap now he's been low-key goaded so he's back <laughs> yeah i've been a flex on him <laughs> i understood none of that <laughs> oh god damn I think we've already hit our allotment of poor jokes in this podcast. Yeah, just gotta wrap this baby up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, anything else before? Yeah. We, before we go. Be- before it ends, I did want to. Uh, I I told Chris I begged him to let me uh, be on the one right after the Leafs game because uh, my favorite uh, non Bruins player uh, is on the Leafs right now, um, and that mm-hmm. is Michael Bunting. Um, and he once again scored against the Bruins. Um, and I just wanted to put it out there into the universe on a recording that he is a UFA after this season. And I would love him to get signed by Boston. Um, I don't, I think if you can, he'll stay with Toronto. He's a, he's a good Scarborough boy, a neighbor of Wayne Simmons. And they like to go around and just like wreak havoc together, but uh, he was the first pro player I ever interviewed, and he told me that the player he models his game after the most is Brad Marchand. <laughs> Love it. And, uh... Yeah, he tried to kick Trent Frederick with his skate, <laughs> so I can... Yeah, that sounds about right. Somebody tried to do that to me once. It was a bummer. They missed, he's thank a, God. He's an absolute delight. He's, a, he's, he's one of the players that I like watching because he does everything he can to just infuriate the other team. I once watched an AHL lineup like the entire bench was fighting him and you could see his head like popping up just mouthing off you could see his mouth just and uh so he, he definitely has that that marchandish vibe about him and he scored his first goal in the nhl against the bruins scored again against them on saturday night Everyone uh, <laughs> and he is only making a million per right now um, so if you wanted to come to Boston, I feel like he's the type of antagonist that they can always use more of. Although with Trent Frederick and Brad Marchand in the lineup, uh, 
I don't know how much more you can add. That's only two lines deep. You need that rolling for all. Four, you you so. need one on each yeah. line. Just somebody just, who absolutely infuriates the other team. Add him to the line with he he does play well on a top line. Um, he elevates his game well. He's been playing with Marner and Matthews. Um, pretty consistently since he signed with Toronto. So you could put him with Zaka and Pasternak and round that out with someone who just likes to absolutely get murdered by the other team sometimes. Is he a left wing? Uh, he's, he floats. Okay. I mean, I, very buoyant. I think he's probably going to get paid by somebody uh, and the Bruins are uh, low on cap space, but I would love to see that as well. Drop him off in Scarborough, Maine. He'll feel right at home. Yeah. I was about to mention shouts to Scarborough, Canada, which always fucking pops up when I have to Google Scarborough, Maine for work and forget <laughs> to type in Maine. And I go on there. I go on your uh, city website a lot, Scarborough. It, it's pretty good, I guess. That's, uh, that's where my mom's from. My mom, Wayne Simmons, Devante Smith-Pelly, and Michael Bunting. <laughs> Real solid lineup. Commonly grouped together, yeah. Shouts to uh, Scarborough and Saskatchewan on this pod. <laughs> We see you, Canada. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. Going once, going twice, going three times. Sold two. Uh, no one wants to buy us. Good night, everyone. Oh, I forgot. To-